there, everyone. Welcome to Twisted Thinking, the podcast that helps you keep your thoughts flexible. My name is Kristen, and today we are talking about a list slash meme uh, that a friend of mine shared on Facebook a while back, and I've seen it pop up in multiple places since then. Uh, The credit for this goes to author and therapist Nadra Tawab. Uh, Her website and Instagram are linked in the show notes. If you want to go and check those out, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of really interesting things on both of those pages. A quick disclaimer, none of the situations that I'm going to talk about here are advocating for staying in an abusive relationship. If you or someone you love is in that kind of a situation, seek help with your local authorities. That being said, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, so let's go ahead and get into it. Here is the list in meme form. She says, stop lowering your standards and making excuses because it's family They're having a hard time right now. That's just how they are. They don't know any better. You've been friends with them for a long time. They don't have anyone else, or they didn't mean it. This list and those like it are meant to be positive and empowering messages to let us know it's okay to start taking control and setting healthy boundaries in our lives. And my issue with this meme doesn't stem from that message at all. I believe that's very important and that these things are definitely something that a lot of us could benefit from. My issue is that taken at face value, this summation of what I think is probably a larger lecture or maybe even a book seems to be telling us anyone who treats you badly for any reason needs to be gotten rid of. Or in today's shorthand, anyone who does these things is toxic and doesn't belong in your life. At least that's my interpretation of it. I think it assumes a dangerous black and white version of the world when in reality the world is an entire sea of gray and very few things are black and white. For instance, family. God knows family can be toxic. I'm lucky enough that I don't have to deal with this much in my immediate family. But I have some friends who have horror stories, both that I have heard and that I have seen. There are family members out there who are never going to treat you right, no matter what you say. They'll do this out of some sort of misplaced sense of ownership, or maybe they just have a superiority complex, or it's just easier for them to treat you as property and see you than see you as an individual who's worthy of love and respect. And for those, there isn't much that you can do except wish them well and move on. But what about the family members who don't understand that there's another way to interact with you? They don't realize that it's a problem. Maybe they don't even realize it's something that hurts you. Perhaps they're simply mirroring the behavior that their elders showed them. Is that an excuse for hurtful behavior? No. And should this keep you in an unhealthy relationship with them? Also no. But is it a reason to wash your hands of them and walk away? No, I don't think so. I think this is a reason to offer a different perspective and communicate your needs and set boundaries and what you can accept and what you can't. If they listen and they try and make a change, then embrace that and have the grace to work together and get things to a comfortable place for both of you. 
If after communicating these things to them, they prove to be the first kind of people where, who are unwilling or unable to make the changes that you need, then do what you need to do. But it all starts with communication because if you don't try, I think you're selling yourself short. She also says, don't use the excuse of they're having a hard time right now. And when I read this, the first thing that came to my mind was myself because I know that what I have going on influences how I treat people around me. In particular, my wife. In general, she and I have a really good relationship. We've been married for six years now and together for seven. And really no hyperbole here. To date, it has been the most exciting and special time of my life, as well as one of the most educational. She's taught me a lot about life and myself and faith and religion and love and just all sorts of things. And one of those things that she has taught me uh, during an argument, if I remember correctly, is how dysfunctionally I've interacted with people for most of my life. It took 37 years for someone to finally speak up to me and say, hey, you are doing this and it is not right and I am not willing to accept it. The really weird thing is, I don't know if I ever would have realized that this was a problem until someone I cared about told me that it was hurting them. Once I understood that, I made an effort to change. I'm not the anomaly here either. How many of us have come home from a really hard day at work and yelled at our kids or our spouse or our pet? How many of us have suffered some sort of really personal loss and then had it seep into every area of our life from interpersonal relationships to just how we see and interact with the, with the world? We're all human and this is human nature. Now, I try really hard not to do this anymore and most of the time I am successful, but sometimes I still fail, but I never stop trying. And that is what I believe makes the difference. I have a willingness to change. And the only way my wife was able to know that I had that willingness was by communicating with me. She could have just walked away and cited irreconcilable differences, but she made the choice to talk first. Now, I'd also like to point out the fact that no matter how willing someone is, it is very, light, very likely that this is going to still happen, even after it's been addressed, especially in longer relationships or relationships that have people who are dealing maybe with a mental health difference. You have to keep that highway of communication open so that when it does happen again, you can immediately get on top of it. Which leads into three of these other bullet points that I kind of want to address just quick fire altogether. She says, stop making excuses and lowering standards because they don't know better, they're just like that, or they didn't mean it. I have questions. Why don't they know better? And if they didn't know better, then why is not knowing something an automatic strike three? That's like starting a new school and having to take a test for half of your grade without having any knowledge of the subject matter. And the one that says they're just like that? Well, what do you mean they're just like that? Do you mean it's a personality trait that's the problem? Because if that's the, the case, then that might be something that you could work on. Have you told them it's a problem for you? And if you haven't, then consider having that conversation. Or maybe you mean that they have a physical difference in their brain or their chemical makeup that causes this behavior. And in that case, if you can't take that, then by all means, extract yourself from the situation. But know that it isn't their failing. 
They have no control over that. They aren't toxic. They're different. And this third one, they didn't mean it. I don't even know how this made the list because God knows I have said some stuff that I did not mean before and then had to clean up the mess. What about you? Ever said something in the heat of the moment that you really didn't mean? Or ever have one of those days where you just don't have the filter fully in place before you open your mouth? Yeah, I'm guessing one or two of you are nodding right now. There are so many questions with these three. But the bottom line is, if you don't tell the person, then they're not going to know. No one is a mind reader. Not only that, but taken at face value, this meme takes all responsibility off of us and puts all of it on the other person. And that's not how real life relationships work. They're group efforts. Moving on from those three leaves only two to look at, and these are doozies, so I want to take them both individually. The first one threw me for a loop. The stop making excuses and lowering your standards if you've been friends with them for a long time. So off the bat, if you're friends with someone for years and they suddenly start treating you differently, especially in a negative way, I would hope that the first thing you do is ask them what's up, because this is a red flag that something is going on with them. And if you don't feel comfortable or you can't do that for some reason, then maybe a reassessment of that friendship was already in the works. Outside of that, if you have had a friend who's treated you like crap for years and you're finally coming to the understanding that they have been and that you're no longer willing to take it, then I would still hope that the first thing you'd want to do is communicate this in some way because this is a red flag that something has never been right in your relationship. And it may in fact be time to call it quits, but you're not going to know that unless you talk first. And again, if you aren't comfortable talking to your friend, then it might not be the kind of friendship that you thought it was in the first place. Now this very last one, the author says not to make excuses for people because they don't have anyone else. And I do understand why she says this. We often act out of guilt. You know, we feel guilty that nobody, they don't have anyone. And so we're the only one we have and we don't want to leave them all alone in the world. Uh, And so we stay disregarding what it might be doing to ourselves. And if this is you, then I urge you to take a step back and ask some questions before you walk away for good, but also before you continue. I think one of those questions should probably be, why don't they have anyone else? There are a lot of different reasons people are alone in life, and a good bit of them are circumstantial and beyond their control. At the very least, have a conversation before you go. Make it clear why you're walking away and what could be done to change it. You, because you really never know. There may be a way to turn things around. In the end, you're going to have to do what you believe in your heart is best, just like any number of these situations, because you're the one that has to live with your decisions. Personally, this isn't the option that I would choose, but that's based solely on my own logic and belief system, which I don't expect everyone to understand. I believe that the people who don't have anyone are the ones that need us the most, and they're the ones that I would be least likely to walk away from. But again, that's me, and it's not for everyone, and and that's fine. There are those right now who are saying, uh, this isn't my responsibility. It isn't my job to change people or to try and teach them. And to those of you who are saying that, I want to ask, If how you're treated and the amount of work you put into your relationships isn't your responsibility, then whose is it? 
because in the end, that is what this is about. On the surface, it may seem like a lot of trouble and work for another person, and on one level it is, but it's also for ourselves. Setting boundaries and rules for how we're willing to to be treated and to create a life that we can comfortably exist in is what we're really doing here. And to do that takes work. More work than just washing your hands of them and walking away at the first time of trouble. Now, I could talk about any one of these bullet points for a lot longer and in more detail. And in fact, I originally planned on doing so, but I am completely out of recording time for the week. So if you want to hear more, let me know. Uh, Also, I am very interested in your opinion on toxicity and how you deal with it in your own relationships. You can now leave me a voicemail letting me know all of your thoughts Yes, you heard me right. There is a brand new way to communicate with me. Just click on the link in the show notes and you'll be taken to a a registration-free page to leave me a voice message. Give it a shot. I'd love to hear from you. That is all for today. If you have enjoyed this episode, head over to podchaser.com forward slash twisted thinking and leave a review of something I said caught your attention and you want to continue the conversation. I invite you to join my Discord server. It is free and easy to use. Just click on the link in the show notes. A big thank you to my patrons. Without them, None of this would be possible. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be blessed and stay twisted. Twisted.